Okay, hello and welcome to Hello Governor the Podcast. As always, I am Abdullah, and my guest today is introduce yourself. Hi there, I'm Trisha Mellon. I'm a voice actor, and I'm so excited to be here with y'all today. So, first question is the obvious one: How did you get started? Got started. Um, so first of all, I really had my start um, in theater, little things here and there in um, middle school, everything from school plays to um, community theater. And that's how I really got my practice, trying to get comfortable on stage and performing in front of other people and playing different characters. And as time went on, um, I um, found out more about what voice acting was all about and was inspired by a lot of amazing different um, voice actors, such as Tara Strong, Richard Horvitz, um, Gray Delisle, um, Rob Paulson, like on and on and on um, that I grew up with. And I started looking into what that was all about. Um, I had like a little recorder that I would practice voices on. Um, and it wasn't something I pursued professionally at first until um, 2020 hit the and the pandemic began. Um, I was working remotely at home and um, I forget what exactly kind of kickstarted my professional pursuit that year, but that was when I started to get serious. I took some amazing one-on-one -on -one private classes from Richard Horvitz, which was amazing. He's been the most amazing mentor. Um, and I sent out auditions, did a bunch of indie and um, voice acting for indie animations by some amazing college animation students. And a roster was sent out from a new director at Crunchyroll. And I, you know, cast my hat into the ring and was sent some auditions. And little by little, you know, I got in and started getting those anime roles, which has been the most surreal experience of my life. But that's really how I got started. And it's been a really cool trip ever since. And how did you take to dubbing? Was it easy or was it hard? It is extremely hard. Um, while I was um, auditioning and things like that for um, Crunchyroll, um, this director, Jason Lord, had some amazing cla ADR classes through... Um, it's called Extra Terrible. It's a audio recording studio. And I took a bunch of their Zoom classes and it was absolutely incredible information and um, practice for dubbing because there's it's impossible to know what you're up for when you just dive in, you know, and fly blind, you know, into dubbing. And even now, like, I'm still learning, you know, new things and surprising myself. And, you know, it's it's cool. It's definitely something that you can't get better at unless you practice, practice, practice and take those essential classes. And out of all the characters you voiced, uh, which one would you say was the toughest? The toughest? <clears throat> I would say my current character right now, Ren Seonji in MF Ghost. I am a... Uh, as I mentioned previously, I'm a theater actor and I'm so used to being big and loud and, um, you know, projecting all the time with Ren. I really, she has a lot of introspective moments where I had to really pull back and um, really give those quieter, more thoughtful performances rather than 
what you would expect from anime, big and loud and boisterous. So it's another, you know, little thing that, you know, you take along, you know, with dubbing is learning how to present different kinds of performances effectively. And I have, you know, some incredible directors all along the way that have, you know, helped me really nail that with each of these characters that I've got to play. And and do you watch any of the stuff you're in or can you not stand listening to yourself? I honestly watch all of it. Sometimes I can't stand myself from like, oh God, um, like, oh God, this part. But I, I watch all of the stuff I'm in and whenever they put out the, um, the J, the Japanese version before, you know, my episode comes in as the English voice, I always try to watch the Japanese version to really hone in on that original performance and present it in my own way the best way that I can without losing the spirit of the original source material. Oh, so and so you're one of those people who you know because you know simul dubs are a thing now and they you know release mm-hmm. the episode, they release the episodes ahead of time and some people mm-hmm. watch the stuff first in Japanese. And some people don't because they don't want to get spoiled. So you're one of those people who's like, yeah, you know, I want to watch, I want to watch it first so I can, you know, get oh, yeah. an idea of what I'm doing. Right. It just, I, um, it's so much more easy to settle into the scene, know what your objective is, know what the characters' wants are, what their needs are, and also, you know, pay respects to the original performance by the Japanese voice actor by bringing my own version, you know, as the English voice actor into play. Uh, and, um, you know, seeing as you said that, you know, you don't, you don't mind um, listening to, to your, to your, to yourself. Well, you know, uh, in, in, in shows, I'm kind of wondering, like, do you watch the entire series or just like the, only the episodes you're in? Oh no, I watch the entire series. I, um, I want to get, I always want to get the full story, how my character comes into all of the craziness that may or may not happen. Um, I, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of the um, voice actors that I usually am working with. Obviously, we're not all in the same room recording at the same time, but I want to hear everybody's, you know, performances and their character development and what they've brought to the story. And it's super cool you know, kind of getting experience that in real time with, you know, these other voice actors who are also a part of telling a story. And how do you avoid vocal damage? (laughs) So um, I have this amazing stuff that I buy from Amazon. I forget what it's called, but it's this immune support kind of honey based um, vocal spray. And whenever my voice is a little bit crunchy or funky usually what I'll do I'll make some tea um um usually like what do I usually usually some green tea with lots of honey little lemon um before I go into recording I spray some of that spray it just kind of helps lubricate my vocal cords and just preps them um and if I'm doing a lot of screaming I have um, played a couple of characters who um um like Irina Litsky Olhide, Greatest Similars, Were Born as Typical Nobody, um, and Little Eve Callous Leader in uh, My Unique Skill um, is OP even at level one. Lots of screaming, lots of shouting. 
um, there are lots of techniques that you can learn from vocal coaches that will kind of prevent you from stringing your voice in ways that you're not supposed to without, you know, hurting yourself. Um, I, I sing as well. So learning those techniques in breath control and how to channel those loud or how to produce those loud, you know, screams and shouts without, you know, hurting your throat has really helped as well with all of, with the really, I guess, vocally intense roles. And when you audition for a role, do they send you, you know, mm-hmm. do they send you a picture of what the, the character looks like or is it just a vague description? Most of the time they do. There have been times where they'll m- maybe send a picture of just the character from the manga. So sometimes it'll be in black and white. Sometimes it'll be in like a different style than what you would, than what the actual anime tends to look like. But most of the time you will see a picture. Sometimes you don't and you have to rely on the, you know, the sides, their background info, maybe even like if there's a picture that they send to you, maybe the cover art, like poster art, then sometimes that's all you have to go off of. But most of the time you get a couple of pictures of what your character is and it really helps. That's typically the thing. And, you know, I, I know that you've played um, supporting characters and, and uh, you know, uh, recurring characters. Do, do you have any preference or does it, is it not, you know, is it all the same to you? Honestly, it's all, I know it's super cheesy to say, but really it's all super fun to me. And it really depends on the character and like what, and every single episode, every single episode brings something completely different to the table sometimes. So even if you're playing just a little side character that maybe will pop in a few times, they might do something super fun and iconic and great. And it's the best time ever in a booth. So honestly, it's all super fun to me. Um, I enjoy really any part. Obviously, it's super rad to play one of the leads. But sometimes those little tiny roles really can be the most fun. It really all depends. But I really enjoy all of it. What was the best and worst piece of advice you've ever you've ever been given as an actor? The best piece of advice, um, Richard Horvitz told me, um, just voice acting or acting in general is all about playing. So, for example, like when we were we were kids, you know, playing in the playground, you know, you'd be like, you know, oh, I'm Superman, you know. <laughs> you're running all around with your arms out and everything you're just in complete abandonment you are you are you believe you're a superman you're flying all around and saving the world but as adults we we start to get really self-conscious people maybe make fun of us people will kind of discourage us from playing to our full extent and as actors we need to relearn all of that and that was that going into the booth, that's the kind of headspace that I get into when I channel these characters. The worst piece of information, hmm, I tend to try to purposefully forget whenever I get really bad advice. Um, I think the worst piece of advice um, was, gosh, hmm, I even forget who had told me this. I want to say when I was younger, I attended like this little workshop at this community theater. Um, 
and it was about voice acting out. The guy was, um, I don't even know who he was, but he was saying that it's like, oh, when you go into the booth, you know, you see your character, you know, the voice comes first, the voice that you're going to do comes first, everything else follows. And that could not be a more backwards ass way of, of doing it. I mean, your character comes first, the story, the story itself should always be paramount and be first. Otherwise, really, anybody can do a voice, anybody can, you know, be like, ooh, I'm Stewie Griffin, you know, or, or Yoda or whatever. But what separates us voice actors from everybody else is our ability to tell a story, to play, and bring characters to life in that way rather than just doing a voice. But I would say that would be the worst piece of advice. And when you're dubbing something, do you look at the screen or the script? I've um, tried to train myself to like just dart my eyes back and forth and look at both. I'll try to, so while um, the script is up before it's time for me to say the lines, what I'll do is I'll look at the script, try my best to memorize it. And then if I have it all memorized, I'll look at the screen and do my best to match the lip flaps and the performance and the character and the character's kind of body language and everything that they're doing with their face. But if it's a big line, I'll kind of dart my eyes back and forth while I'm doing it, just so I don't completely lose myself in the words of the script, or or I don't lose the words in the script by looking too much at the screen, or I don't focus too much on reading it, you know, word for word perfectly so much so that I lose the performance and play aspect of the acting, if that makes any sense. It, it totally makes sense, and you know it's it's a good it's a good thought exercise as well. I, I love I love mm-hmm. when I hear whenever I hear actors being like, "Okay, I know I want to give my brain a workout for no reason." Right, dubbing is one hundred percent a brain workout, but it's a fun brain workout. You just need to be need to be sharp going in, and but it's super fun. <laughs> and what was the weirdest piece of direction you've ever been given? Hmm, that's a hard one. With me, I don't find a lot of um I don't I my kind of um meter for weirdness, like I don't have a really good meter for weirdness. I accept a lot of things as like, okay, cool. It's an actor thing, you know. It's like, okay, some you know, I'm trying to think. Hmm. I can't really think of any weird direction, but I can think of a lot of weird things that I've done like body wise and like physicality wise to bring about a performance, especially as um, Eve, the blue haired bunny girl in my unique skill. Um, And it helped. I can't, you know, sometimes performances come off a lot more believable and a lot more just lifelike when you're actually doing the physicality of the character and and all that everything that goes with it oh please tell me you're doing the karate karate chop hand motions oh my god of course of course awesome i absolutely did (laughs) 
Because <laughs> what I remember watching that, and and she does that a lot in the series, and I'm kind of wondering, like, you know, did you actually do that? <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. I even did. I always made sure it was the right arm as well when I did it, <laughs> or the correct arm. Yeah. Anytime I, um, any character I play has to like fight or run or do or hold themselves a certain way. I do it too. Um, if they're holding out their arms or really anything, it helps me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those actors that can stand there and, you know, just, you know, have a straight face and do a voice and stuff without getting absolutely feral and, <laughs> and everything. Oh, it'd be funny if you brought in carrots as well <laughs> into the booth. Oh my God, I should have. <laughs> Damn it, I should have. I should have. I would always when I, I oh um so whenever I would eat he would eat the carrot like I would hold like have like an invisible carrot and be doing it whenever we would have those kinds of scenes because it helps that's that's how I play and you know you mentioned that you come from a theater background what is it about the theater that appeals to you theater is magical theater um it's not like you can go back, you know, like, it's like, oh, we'll fix it in post, you know. Um, you can, you know, people mess up, people um, will have these moments where they're absolutely entrenched in the emotion that their character's playing, and you can see it, you know, on stage in real time, that they're, you know, probably channeling something from their own lives. Um, I love working, you know, with live actors and like getting to work with people, you know, in real time and wearing the costumes, the, you know, feeling the energy from the audience, whether or not there may be an audience, you know, sometimes it's fun to perform for like those, like maybe like one or two people in the audience. There's so many fun things about theater that I absolutely love. And um, have really given me so much more confidence when it comes to other ways of performing, such as voice acting. It's just irreplaceable um, experience as an actor. Out of all the theater productions you've been a part of, which which one would you say was the most challenging? The most challenging? Let's see. Hmm. That's a good question. I would probably say... So the most challenging and my favorite um, theater role that I've ever done and and production that I've ever done um, was a production of Bus Stop. It's um, it was a, a play that um, inspired or or directly was you know made into a movie starring Mar Marilyn Monroe in the sixties, I believe. It was early sixties. Oh, I'm sorry, mid fifties actually. Um, and I played. Mar Marilyn Monroe's character I was blonde at the time just for fun that you know don't ask how much it destroyed my hair but um it's a very dramatic role she's you know a showgirl and she's and this innocent cowboy dude follows falls in love with her and she's you know trying to really reach down deep you know and it's like do I love this guy too Should, am I able to you know be vulnerable and open up my heart to love you know when I've been hurt you know by people my entire life and um she's so confident and she's so you know vivacious and everything and I'm even as an act even with you know me being an actor I'm I'm pretty introverted so 
in that aspect, it was, you know, difficult, but it was so much fun when I finally was able to channel that and bring all of that to life in the show. So now I know what, what the context is of that photo I found of you um, with the yep. blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, the blonde hair wasn't for the show. My natural hair color is jet black. Um, I'm a Mexican. My um, my dad has my skin color and um, hair color. And then my mom is has the traditional, you know, olive kind of brown skin and black hair. And I came out like my dad. But I've always wanted to just see what it was like being a blonde for a little bit. So over the course of two years, slowly kind of transitioned to blonde, you know, with, you know, you know, not at home. But it was fun for a little bit. My, but my God, my hair was like, hey, by the end. But it was still fun. I'm glad I did it at least once. Because it just it just looks weird. Because you know you know when you yeah. Google, when you Google <laughs> someone and and uh, like a lot of images pop up and and it's right. like that that cannot be the same person, right? <laughs> yeah, I I always figured too, but, but yeah, that was the time. <laughs> But yeah, my hair right now, this is my natural hair. <laughs> but, but I mean, from what I'm gathering is like, you, you know, you like to go full method. And I really, <laughs> th I find that interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not method as in acting as in like how, you know, actors can be complete assholes behind the scene <laughs> because their characters are assholes. But um, if the character is really, you know, um, demanding, you know, in one way or another, you know, I'll do whatever I can to physically channel all of that. But it definitely helped when um, that that role of Shuri, the Marilyn kind of role came up and I'm like, hey, I'm blonde already. I love Marilyn Monroe. I should try this. And it was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, again, I know method acting is kind of a uh you know, a kind of a controversial subject that's mm -hmm, you know, for and, sure. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can have a whole discussion about it, but I find it interesting where, you know, that it's up where, where some actors take elements of their character, but, you know, not go too overboard with it. I find right. that, I find that fascinating because like, you know, you didn't have to do that, but it is, you know, kind of nice, you know, I mean, like, yeah. Like you said, you know, when when you're recording like you know, phys you know, a physical role, and you know, you you doing the physical movements, I think that kind of, you know, it, it helps you get into the get into character a little bit better because again, you're not recording with anybody else. You know, you're you're in a booth alone, Absolutely. so it's like, why not have fun with it? You know, let's have fun. Absolutely, and that's that's my bread and butter when it comes to any kind of performing. Um, and it just makes them so much more fun, and I feel like, um when I go back and I'll watch, you know, the episodes after they come out of, you know, the dubs, I'm like, Oh, okay. That sounded, that sounded good. I'm glad I did that. You know, I've never had, I've never, you know, performed the physicality of a character then gone back and watched it and, and then thought, man, I wish I didn't do that. I'm always like, I'm glad I did that. That sounded way more fun. I mean, especially when you're uh, voicing a character and there's like a battle scene and you're like, okay, I got to make mm -hmm. this like sound believable. <laughs> oh yeah. Where it's like, ah, ah, ah. You have to do it. You can't just stand there. Out of all the, the, the sh I mean, out of all the uh, shows that are currently out, uh, is there any like a big, big name anime that you want to be a part of? I've, 
I would love to do more stuff for one piece. I've done uh, most just Walla and bits. I believe it's episode 943 through 945. I believe it's during the Odin um, kind of arc and the Wano arc. I would love to do more stuff for One Piece, if at all possible. Um, if they ever do a Chainsaw Man season two, I would die and then come back to life so I could play whatever role. But those are those are my bu- two of my bucket list animes. Well, I mean, the the best thing about One Piece is that it's so long, and there are always mm-hmm. going to be characters to voice. So it's like exactly you know. we have a few years left hopefully so hopefully fleet could get a few more things in or at least one more thing in i mean the, i i don't know if you're if you're still keeping up with the manga but i think it's in the final arc or the final act that's I don't what know. i was reading yeah, so. that's what i was reading so hopefully that you know has still a ways to go because okay. i love it I mean, by the time they get up, by the time the anime catches up, it won't be until like a couple of years anyway. So it's yes. like, <laughs> it's like just yes, because that's, the, that's what I love about One Piece. It's just, you know, it's, you know, it has a ways to go. I mean, just More because, adventures. I mean, just because the manga is ending doesn't mean that the anime is going to be ending anytime soon. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey. <laughs> And you never know. Sometimes they might like make because I know that they do uh, movies as well. So you mm-hmm. know, maybe they maybe right. they'll, maybe they'll make another movie. So that that'd be pretty cool. That would be amazing. I absolutely loved um, the film Red that came out. Um, that was pro- that's probably been my favorite One Piece film. Yeah, but I, I think that again, it's it's always fascinating to me that you know. Because you don't get a pro uh, an anime like One Piece anymore nowadays. It's like oh no, nowadays you're lucky if you get if you if an anime makes it past two seasons. You know you're lucky. Yeah, yeah, or even one. It's so oh. cool that, that anime has gone on for so long. Like what a gig! Like what a gig being the main character for that. But I'm so happy for all of them that it's gone on for so long and. My um husband is a huge anime fan as well. And he kind of likens um the One Piece character. He's like, oh, they're my friends. You know, I get to see my friends. And he puts on, whenever he puts on One Piece. Uh, and do you guys, uh, you know, speaking of the whole, you know, subs versus dubs thing, uh, mm-hmm. do you have any personal preference or does it not make a difference to you? It really does make a difference. I, I love subs. I love dubs. Um, I mean... As long as you're not putting down one, you know, I mean, that's, you know, we're human beings. We're, you know, we, we don't like, you know, our stuff getting, you know, bashed. <laughs> so as long as you're nice about it, you know, you can like whatever you like. But I, I you know, just give both a chance, you know. But there's no need to, you know, bash one over the other. I always joke that, you know, you've made it as an anime voice actor when someone's complaining about you on Twitter. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I haven't made it yet in that sense, but it's, it's but just, then again, I don't really Google myself or anything, so who knows? I mean, it's just so weird that this is even a thing. It's like mm-hmm. you know, it's I understand like where where it came from. I understand like you know back in the before times where dub right. where, where subs weren't as easily accessible as they are now. 
that you know mm-hmm. there was kind of that stigma around dubs but it's like now it's like subs are readily available you can easily watch them legally so it's like right understand you can watch why. both yeah and like, you know and there's some great dubs there's some great subs and sometimes one you know is better than the other i mean it all depends on the anime so that's why i say you know just you know give both a chance you don't have to you know bash one Although it is kind of weird whenever I watch a dub and then they have to like replace someone because the actor wasn't available because of, you know, they couldn't fit the schedule. And it sounds weird when you're binge watching something (laughs) and then it's a different actor and it's like, hang on, this doesn't sound right. (laughs) That's not so. And so, yeah, I've only um, I haven't been in that position where someone replaced me so far, but I have been in the in the a voice match situation for um it was one of the characters in goblin slayer a few weeks ago sarah um Wiedenheft was out of town at a convention i believe for chainsaw man and i stepped in as the um apprentice cleric but i couldn't see how like you know it'd be like hey that's not so and so because i know that um uh, uh Megan Shipman had to take uh, maternity leave and mm-hmm. she she had to Anya. Uh, they had to replace Anya and I remember watching you know the 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 dub of Spy Family season 2 and it just sounded weird cuz like I'm not, that's not Anya <laughs> you know it's like Bryn is amazing though I mean it's it's you know it's different and it took me a while to get used to it but i i mean it, personally like it's it's you know it's different but if someone if 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 this is like someone's first introduction to the dubbed version then they wouldn't notice but if you've been watching the show since season 1 it kind of becomes really really weird and i i guess it would be that for really any any role, any I, especially a role as big as you know somebody from spy, a main from Spy Family. Also, weirdly enough, this is not the first time that Bryn had to step in to to replace someone on Spy Family. Yeah, yeah, and Spy Family too. Because it's just so weird that you know uh, Fiona's like big spotlight episode, and it, she wasn't even voiced by Lindsay. It was uh, Bryn in that one, so it's like, oh boy, it's so weird. <laughs> I forgot to mention Spy Family is another bucket list. Why why did I forget about that? But that's another anime I would absolutely lose my mind if I got to do even just like voice like a rat or something. Just give me wallow or something on that right, show. Give me wallow. <laughs> make me a cat or a or something or a puppy or something. I, I really don't care. I just want to be in Spy Family. It's it's easily like one of those shows I did not expect to like as much as I did because I'm like, okay, let, let's see what this is about. And I'm like, okay, I really like this. I really, really like this. I want more of this. <laughs> it's such a great, it's hilarious. It's wholesome. It's, you know, it has great action, you know, from time to time. It's got something for everybody. <laughs> and, uh, you know, do you keep up with any of the shows that you're not voicing in? Um, Besides Spy Family, let's see. I was um watching um Initial D, the um prior anime to, you know, MF Ghost. MF Ghost is kind of a sequel series to it. So I was watching, you know, kind of the source material, Initial D. What else? I've been watching Demon Slayer. I'm I'm 
pretty behind. Um, let me see. I watched a few bits of Jujutsu Kaisen, the new stuff. My since my husband really, really loves that show. Um, I finished all of Chainsaw Man not too long ago. Um, let's see. Those are really the main ones. But my favorite to keep up with is Spy Family. I think that I'm at that point in my life where there's just so much anime that I just cannot keep up with all of it. So I'm just like, okay, mm -hmm. what is one anime that that's easily to to digest and, and doesn't require that much effort on my part? Cause I can't, I can't keep up with this stuff like demon slayer, jujitsu Kaisen, all this other stuff. It's like, it's, it's too much. I can't, you know, I can't yeah. keep up with it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And that's super understandable. That's probably why I haven't been able to, you know, really watch all of it in sequential order and why you know something like spy family is much more digestible for me or chainsaw man yeah i mean because it's it's you know because with, with chainsaw man i had already read the manga so it's like okay i know what what happens and i'm kind of interested to see how they're going to adapt it into into an anime and you know mm -hmm. so i kind of knew what was going to happen ahead of time and I was kind of, you know, just just waiting, <laughs> just smirking at uh, at the all at the uh, anime only guys and and, and, right. how, and how they were gonna react to, to the deaths of the characters. Right, like oh, it's like that meme. I forget. I think it's with James Franco, and he's like in at the gallows, and he's like first time. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like you know it's coming. Like you know this character is gonna die. Like uh, you know later uh, later on in the story, but but you know the anime only people don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Um, my husband was obsessed with the chainsaw manga, and when it came out, you know, it was like please, please don't spoil anything. Please let me have my heart broken in real time if this person dies, or if this happens. It's like first episode, Pochita gets killed, and I'm like, no! But I, but I loved it anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just, I, I just love it whenever, especially since the anime came out, I think um, one of the characters, I don't remember her name, the, the eye patch girl, what, what's her name again? I don't... Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Damn. But yeah, 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 eye patch girl. Yeah, you know, she became massively popular, but, you know, if you had read the manga, you know that she dies really early on, and a lot of people who had only watched the anime were really upset that she died really early on, but it's like, yeah. that's how <laughs> like, she died the in the hell? manga. <laughs> and gotcha. But I really hope they make a season two. I realized how expensive the um, first season one, um, the first season was, so... Who knows how long all of that will be? I mean, I'm happy that any anybody pick pick it up at this point because it's like you know I just want more of it, please. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> like I want no, for sure. Like I want to see like because I again I've read the first part of the manga. Right. And I'm, I've not kept up. I mean, I know that there's part two that's currently going, and I've not read any of part two. But you know, I've read all of part one, and there are a lot of moments that. I really want to see how they translate into animation, but it's like, of course, but all you have is the images and you're just like, man, this would look great animated. <laughs> uh -huh. That's just, that's just me with manga nowadays, wherever I read something and it's like, man, this is really cool. I wish this got an anime adaptation so I can see how this looks in animated format. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, I bet. 
Do you read any manga by any chance? Um, not so much. Um, my husband is a huge collector of various mangas, so we have a, a bit of a collection here. I know he's been really into Sakamoto days currently, um, and I've read a little bit of it. I I hope that gets you know an anime adaptation. I feel like that would be super popular, like Spy Family, maybe. <laughs> Because I'm at that point where I'm just like, you know, whenever a lot of the shows that come out each season don't interest me, I'm like, okay, let's let's go back to the manga um, backlog and just read all the stuff that I'm supposed to read that I don't have the time to read because, you know, none of this stuff interests me. So let's go back to the mangas. <laughs> gotcha. Because you just find a lot of weird stuff that just never got an anime adaptation for whatever reason. And it's just kind of like, you know, it's a shame, but oh, well, that's nature of the business. You know, you can't really do Mm -hmm. anything about it. For sure. Especially if it's like a long, like, what was it, like 20 20 volume thing? And it's like, oh, yeah, I I, I understand why they don't want to adapt this. Uh Uh-huh. But I think that's and and the same thing with like light novels. I mean, like they sometimes I have to take like you know what was it like thirteen not volumes and just condense it down to like twenty four episodes. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of you know that that adaptation is always going to suffer because it's like you know you don't have enough episodes and time to condense like thirteen volumes worth of right. Story so everything's going to gonna be rushed. It's going to be a lot, you know, all at once. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of the problem nowadays where whenever I see like an anime adaptation and it's not very good, I'm just kind of wondering like, okay, what did they cut out from the manga or the light novel and is it any better? Because I'm <laughs> like, I, I kind of knew that I would become that person where it's like, oh, the manga is better than the anime. <laughs> like I uh-huh. knew, I knew that that was going to be my traje- trajectory at that point where it's like the moment you start reading manga, you're like, okay, it's like, I, hey, this... <laughs> it's like, hey, this wasn't in the manga or it's like, why did they do it like that or skim over this? Like this would have been cool to add. <laughs> It's especially jarring when you've read the entire manga and you're waiting for an anime adaptation and you watch it and you get really frustrated because they switched a couple scenes, you know, Mm. and it's like, wait a minute, that didn't happen. That that's not the correct order. Why did you change it? (laughs) I can imagine it's like reading a book and then watching, you know, the movie adaptation. It's like, like, wow, the book was so much better. And outside of like voiceover and acting, what are some of your hobbies? I love to draw. Um, I actually went to school for um, animation. So I love to sketch. I'll do that on my free time. I have a really cute little four-year-old Boston Terrier named Iggy from um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, I love to take her to dog parks. Um, I love to sing. I'll sometimes do like little community theater shows for fun, blow off steam and, you know, get to do the whole theater, fun theater thing. Um, I'll work out, um, all sorts of things like that. Oh man, uh, I, I had no idea that you were that you know you were a JoJo fan. That's pretty cool. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love JoJo's. Okay, what's your favorite part? My favorite part, mm, I think Golden Wind was my favorite one. Second place, the Iggy one. <laughs> I just call it the Iggy one. 
I mean, I, to me, it's like uh, honestly, my favorite part is like the part I, I I didn't expect to like as much, and that that still has not been animated. Unfortunately, is Steel Ball Run. Like, I'm just like, yeah. Oh, I want to see that animated so badly. It's like it's the best part, and it's like, well, and it makes me sad that we'll never see it animated. <laughs> is there a reason why they'll never animate it, or is it just I so far know. off? I don't know. I mean, we, I mean, to be fair, there was that point where we didn't even think that we were, that we were ever going to get Stone Ocean animate, and right. animated, but we did. But I don't know. Like, it's hmm. it becomes a mess. Like now that Netflix is involved with the rights, it's kind of like, uh, you know, right? How, you know, how is that going to how is that going to affect everything? You know, uh, true. Yeah, just just becomes this whole thing where it's like you know let's buy out all these like that's the problem with anime being popular now is that you have all these companies just like throwing money to to license all the all the um all the big shows to make sure that they have the rights to them and it just becomes this whole nightmare where it's like okay am i gonna get a chance to you know is this gonna get a chance to to you know is this going to get an English dub or is this not going to get an English dub? You know, is this going right. to be readily available or not? You know, I I need to know. <laughs> it's so true. It's a blessing and a curse at the same time, I feel like. But yeah, I mean, Jojo, I, I love that series because it's just so insane. and Oh my just... God. And I love that about it. <laughs> like, I love how every fight is just thick. It just ends with like, something that makes no sense but it works <laughs> it's like i'm not questioning the logic behind it but i'm just i'm just i just want to know did that character know that they could do that or did they right. not know that they could do that <laughs> oh god jojo's is so much fun <laughs> but yeah it's such a such a great such a great series and again i just want to you know just get to steel ball run it's the next one no. i just i just you know it's my favorite part and i want to see i want to see it animated you know my husband's told me all about what happens I'm like i need to see this oh my god because it's like the it's the first one in the new timeline and the fact that that iraqi found a way to 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 you know completely reinvent this entire franchise while staying mm -hmm. true to it is just so phenomenal and i'm just like oh i need i need this animated i need this I animated. <laughs> i love it but no i love having a living breathing jojo reference as a pet but she's she's the best my little iggy <laughs> Um, I, I was also going to ask, like, you know, seeing as you, you know, you got the, seeing as the, the Texas group is like really, you know, the, the Texas VO scene is really small. Do you guys ever hang out when you're not working? Yeah, we do Um, hang out from time to time. Um, so we'll have, I know that um, a handful of them will have like a um, get together like every month. I, something always comes up, unfortunately. So I haven't been able to go to the meetup I'm I'm dying to I want there's so many people that I haven't got to meet yet since I'm so new to the scene but a lot of us do hang out together and things like that and just do nerd things and talk nerd things and we're all just a bunch of huge huge dorks and first and it's so much fun who is who's your favorite person to hang with oh, I can't say that <laughs> Um, there's so many amazing people. Um, 
gosh. Some of my favorite people. Um, let's see. God, I, I can't name. I can't. I can't narrow them down. There's so many amazing human beings in the Dallas anime scene, and um, it's been cool to feel so welcome, being so new, and not. You know, I really haven't felt ostracized in any kind of way, just with how generous everybody's been and how you know like when I'll have like a bad time like you know I'll get text messages and things like that from everybody but I hope I get to you know actually get together with everybody a lot more soon and and you've worked with a lot of like really amazing directors like I know I'm just kind of wondering like does does did imposter syndrome ever kick in when when you were working with such like amazing people oh all the time every single day um I just try to remind myself that I've you know I've worked my ass off to you know get to work on the things that I've been blessed to work on but at the same time every single time I work with these people or are even you know acting in the same production as a bunch of these voice actors I'm like wow like what are you doing here <laughs> but I've worked hard I've taken so many classes I've put so much time and energy and money into training getting the training and getting the equipment and all the knowledge that I need to you know be the best that I can at what I do but like I said at the same time you know you it's almost impossible to fight that imposter syndrome from time to time Oh, especially when you're working with someone like Mike McFarland who's been around since, yeah for like, real <laughs> you know the 90s <laughs> I know for real. It's like, I would be like pinching myself. It's like, like, this is so cool. It's like, you were, you were master Roshi. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Such a cool guy. Like, honestly, like one of my favorite, the directors, coolest. one of my favorite directors ever, truly. Like he just knows how to bring out the best performance out of his actors. And it's just really phenomenal stuff. He really does. It's, been such a just a huge honor and privilege to be directed by him did you grow up wa he watch really mm -hmm. watching dragon ball z or not <laughs> i'm kind of wondering now <laughs> i saw bits and pieces of it when i um started dating my now husband you know he you know showed me a lot of dragon ball z stuff and like i was curious about it and I pretty much know what it's all about. You know, I've seen a bunch of the movies and things like that. Um, but I get, I get the hype. I get why it's become such a phenomenon that, you know, it is. And um, out of all, out of all the directors you've, you've worked with, um, which one would you say, you know, has the best, you know, was the most fun to, to work with? The most fun? I would definitely say Mike McFarlane while we're on that subject. It was so um, fun working on such a crazy character like Eve in a, my unique skill. And he really helped me bring out like the most zany, most fun and cute and crazy, you know, performance out of me to, you know, get that, you know, for Eve. She, she doesn't say a lot, but when she does, she's just this crazy little gremlin bunny. And through his direction, he I feel like he got like some of the best stuff out of me for that. 
Honestly, like, she was the best character in that entire series, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. She was so fun. I wish they would make a, a little figurine or something of her. But she's probably one of my favorite characters that I've voiced so far. I was also going to ask, like, do you collect any of the any merch of your characters if they've made any? I collect all of it. Every single one. Which, there's not a lot um, stuff of my characters. It's mostly, I have um, the acrylic little standees of Irina. Let's see. From, you know, Demon Lord. I have, let's see, Ellen from Parallel World Pharmacy. I have an Eve one as well. And then I have a little Nendoroid little um, figurine of Irina um, that, let's see. She comes with the sword. She has different little arms and faces you can switch out. And it's a beautiful figurine. But I definitely c collect any and all of the merch that I can find. I mean, I think that's kind of the, the main goal. One of the main goals of being a voice actor is like, you know, when am I going to voice a character that gets a lot of action figures? <laughs> I know. I know. It's it's surreal. But even just the little acrylic little standees that like I you order like from China are are super fun. And I have a little anime shelf actually right above me. I'm sitting at my desk and right above my phone here is where I have my anime shelf with a couple of my figurines and all of my, the stuff that I've been able to find of my characters. Okay. I gotta know, does anyone ever like walk in and just look at that and, and did they just like roll their eyes? At it? It's like, what is this? <laughs> Honestly, no, but we really don't have anybody over <laughs> to the apartment. So that hasn't happened yet. I live in a very small apartment, so there's not a lot of room for guests and things like that. But I, once we get a bigger place, I am anticipating many eye rolls. It's, like, it's so pretty this, dorky. Like, so this is what you do for a living. Okay. It's like, yep. <laughs> yep. I have a Dio figurine as well. Let me see. I have a Nami. I have, let's see, Uta. Let's see. And Daki from Demon Slayer. Vimon and a bunch of Iggy figurines as well from JoJo's. Any I Iggy anything that I find, I, I buy. I mean, it's... <laughs> Which Man. there's a lot of Iggy stuff. Iggy I mean, merch. I mean, there kind of has to be because, you know, for those that, you know, spoiler alert, he, he's, his death is like one of yeah. the most tragic deaths in the entire series. I gasp when I saw it in the anime, I was like, oh, Icky! <laughs> I was devastated. It's just one of the worst deaths in the entire series. And it's gruesome too. <laughs> this poor puppy. But but then you remember, oh yeah, Rocky killed, this is like the second dog Rocky killed. <laughs> like he just, True. it's like, does the, True. the dude does just not like dogs or for some he reason. He doesn't like dogs. He's a horrible person. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> it's so funny, like, because, you know, you know, whenever, like, you see um, characters dying, it's like, it doesn't really, it's like, whatever. But then, you know, when an animal dies, then it's a like, dog. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm 100% that person when, like, a dog, or 
or a cat, really any animal gets killed in a movie. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to watch this anymore. Please turn it off. But, but that's yeah, same pretty... thing with the anime Iggy. But but I mean, it's it's pretty cool that you know you're not that you know you're willing to you know collect all this stuff as well because I know that um, you know it uh, a lot of it's not cheap and that's why I, like I I had to stop collecting the stuff at some point because mm-hmm. like I just I just ran out of room and I'm just like I, I ran out of room and I'm just like looking at the prices for these things and I'm just like I don't know if I can like spend this much on a figurine right I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, the standees were only $12 a piece, but the Irina was pretty expensive, but there really hasn't been any other like like figurine merch made of any of my characters yet. But there's so many characters that like I've wanted to get like big figurines of that I just don't have room for right now that I've had to, you know, and they're expensive on top of that. I just have this one like little tiny wooden shelf right now for my anime stuff but it you know i want to keep growing it and hopefully there will be other figurines hopefully so more shelves are needed i mean yeah i better start saving up money for that for those shelves. yeah i'm hoping (laughs) i'm hoping and i want to get some more prints made i need to get one made of eve and let's see ren as well so definitely need to save up for more anime stuff like that oh yeah because like trying to find a a decent a a cheap commission uh, a a, a cheap artist to commission these days is getting like really difficult now (laughs) and it's like uh, it's like i want to but it's like it's it's a bit much isn't it (laughs) like as an artist i i honestly understand the price you know the you know why prices are the way that they are it's just a matter of me saving up enough money to commission artists and i i've worked with um let's see i let me pull them up hmm. let's see so far i've just had one artist but they've been absolutely incredible with the two prints that i've commissioned them the irena and um ellen and like I would like to, let's see, RV Obby is their Twitter handle, but they made both of my the two prints that I have so far. It's just a matter of saving up so I can you know get some more. Yeah, plus you got to take into account that if you, you know you got to pay extra because you know if it's it's for commercial use and not you know personal right. Use, so you know right, right, right. Lots of expenses. Like for me, it makes no difference because you know when I'm just like commissioning someone, it's it's obviously like oh you know this is like you know a little little cheap you know a little expensive, but it's not too expensive because like okay you know I'm not paying for any commercial <laughs> license stuff, so I'm I'm good you know. Like, right, it's not as bad as it could be. Yeah, it's like because I look at some of the prices and it's like okay, you want how much for for uh, you know commercial use? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll just stick with the with the cheapest option you have. Yeah, and that's understandable. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, that's kind of the, you know, the the other part of being an anime voice actor is that, you know, you got to like start working on those prints and, you know, mm-hmm. start uh, building up a resume to get invited to conventions. Right, exactly. That's a goal. That's another bucket bucket list goal that I have. I love visiting cons. It would be another dream of mine to be invited someday. But we'll see. It's 
just being in anime is honestly such a huge was such a huge goal of mine for so long that even if I never get invited I'm excited to you know be able to do what I get to do that's that's pretty cool um anyway like before I wrap this up can you give us an update can you give us an update on what you're currently working on and where can people find you online yeah so I'm currently working on MF Ghost you can watch let's see I believe episodes one I believe after five episode six will be coming out today but you can find that on Crunchyroll and you can find me at um, on Twitter at at Trisha Mellon, T-R-I-S-H-A-M-E-L-L-O-N. Find me on Instagram, same um, handle, Trisha, at Trisha Mellon. And yeah, I, it's mostly a lot of pictures of my little puppy and things like that. And my dumb everyday life stuff on Instagram. I will share, you know, stuff, of, you know, that my, you know, friends have been working on, on Twitter life updates stupid stuff anecdotes but if you want to follow me on there that's where you can find me all right thank you so much for taking the time off to do this this has been a lovely conversation if you ever want to come back you know where to find me absolutely abdullah thank you so much for inviting me it's been so much fun talking to you and sharing all the stuff i've been up to yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. And I hope my questions weren't too difficult because I know that you're still oh, new no. to this. So it's like I don't want to be- <laughs> give you questions that are just like you know, just. Oh no, they're all really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you so much. Take care, and uh, you know, talk to you later. Bye bye. Talk to you later. Have a good one. <laughs>